Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk podcast and I am Susie Shaw. If you're new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post-ops in our Facebook-based support groups, which you could join if you like after you listen to this episode. I'll tell you where to find us at the end. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There's not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who has addressed regain and the regain crisis with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands of people have used our inspired diet along with our help and our support to take their lives back, even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our groups are post-ops. We've had regain, so we know how it feels, but we've also lost that regain and we can help you find your way back into your smaller clothes that are in your closet. We have specific tools for you. We can help you set goals, create food lists. We have meals for you to eat and our own product line. So we we go beyond ideas and help you in real time with real tools that really help. Our support is made up of people who are just like me. And collectively, we have spent the past 20 years helping post-ops lose their regains and learn to change their habits so that the weight stays off for good. And I'm pretty sure we can help you too. So let's get started. So many of you may be new to this podcast, and many more listening are probably longtime listeners. I wanted today to go through a few basic truths about weight loss and motivation. A ton of people out there right now are stuck with quarantine regains on top of the regain or long-term weight plateau that they had. And if not a regain, their weight loss stopped as soon as COVID started turning into something that was actually happening in their backyards instead of just a story on the news. So I think it's a really good idea to take a step back and look at some things that we've talked about before, before things really, really get out of control for you and you just get even deeper into um, being off track. The first thing I want to talk about is something fairly simple. I want you just to think about this. If it was easy to get rid of regain, there would be an app for it. And, and I know that's making light of it, but if it was so easy to get back to basics, you wouldn't have lost track of those basics in the first place and fallen off a track and had your weight loss stall or had a regain. So if you're struggling, I don't want you to feel bad, okay? Losing weight is hard and learning how to keep it off is actually even harder than that. And that's where our website and our tools come into play. But so what, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard, but what do you actually do? Like, how do you actually figure this out and get back to the point where you're losing weight again? And so many people will tell you to do just what I mentioned, get back on track by getting back to basics, as if that's something that didn't already occur to you to begin with. But the thing is, we just can't go back to basics because the basics were specific to a point in time right after surgery, not months and years down the road. That's why the basics you learned in those first few weeks didn't get you to goal. The hard work you did and eating less food is actually how you got to goal. The basics people often talk about getting back to are the things that we need to do do to heal from the surgery itself. It wasn't meant to be a long-term lifestyle. You were meant to move forward into a diet of solid foods and away from the broth, away from the mushy foods, away from the liquids. So combining, you know, that with the realization that that simply one of the things that people don't talk about before surgery is that your portion sizes are going to change and that the hunger is going to come back. I want you to understand on a really deep level, like take this one to heart, that it's 100% normal 
to not feel stuffed to the gills full when you eat two ounces of yogurt when you're two years post-op. Likewise, there's nothing wrong with you if 15 almonds doesn't keep you satisfied for two hours. And on the flip side to that, if you can eat three ounces of chicken and a half a cup of veggies in less than 30 minutes, you have not stretched your pouch or your sleeve out. That's actually a normal amount of food for post-op to eat in one meal, especially one that's more than a year out. So I want to remind you now that your food choices are what's going to make or break your success. It could speed things up and it can speed things down in regards to weight loss. And every day in our Facebook group, we see a ton of people upset and confused about why their clean, low-carb meals and snacks aren't working for them and why those things are the first things we suggest people swap out when they, when they talk about their weight loss stalls. And we don't agree with them that they need to exercise more. Because frankly, while exercise is important, it's typically only one hour of your day, if that. And what you do the other 23 hours it was, is what actually makes or breaks the weight loss. So we really do have to keep our diets in check first. And think of exercise as the jewelry that complements the, the health outfit. And that's kind of a weird analogy, but that's exactly what exercise is. It's kind of the topping, the accessory. It complements a whole picture of health. It isn't the picture itself. So I really want you to check out our website if you're struggling to get back on track and get the weight off for good. We've got our amazing Inspired Diet Plan. And of course, we've also got lots and lots of articles, hundreds of them, about how to eat, specifically like how to actually physically eat, how to eat vegetables, how to eat protein, all of that stuff. We have tons of recipes. And we even have a workout, so you can put that jewelry on. Um, But I'll tell you where to find us at the end of the episode because I really want you to hear what I have to say next. And this one's a little bit tough because it's kind of a complex issue that a lot of people use as more of a crutch and kind of an excuse, I guess I'm saying. But I'm just going to be frank. Um, It's like total garbage that at some point you're going to suddenly get that motivation you need to have from somewhere or that you aren't at goal right now because you didn't have support or you didn't have an accountability partner. That's not the secret sauce that you, you need to stay on track this time. We talk about this and like motivation in general in our very first episode and, and in future episodes too. And if you listened, you know what motivation really is. But this is as, as good of a time as any to say that support and accountability isn't what a lot of people wish that it was. Support is simply cheering you on being happy for your success and wishing you well. Support is giving you the real answer to your question, not just someone saying, me too, or hugs, you're only human when you mess up. And while it's really nice if you're dreaming of support being the people that you live with following your meal plan to the letter and going out for exercise with you and telling you not to eat something before you eat it, well, that's not really going to work. And why is that? And we've talked about this before too. You're an adult, right? Your choices are yours, and you need to be the one to get through this without relying on someone else to keep you on track. Because frankly, it's not anyone's responsibility to stay on track except for yours. While it's really, really nice to have someone say something about your choices at the end of the day, you are going to make the call of how things go. Honestly, think about it. It's a bit unfair to hang your success or your ability to stick to the goals that you set by relying on someone else, like it's their idea. It's not their idea. It's your weight that you 
you need to lose because you are choosing to lose it. Now, I'm going to say this too. It is more than possible for the people that want you to lose weight and succeed to eat the foods that they choose to, even if they don't line up with your meal plan. Again, support is cheering for you and helping you with real advice, not treating you like you're a child and doing the work for you. So don't use their choices as your excuse. But really, you need to fortify yourself with a better course of action to make sure that you don't slip up because somebody else isn't choosing what you choose. If you know that you can't resist carbs, stop making a part of a pot of rice. Stop cooking macaroni or spaghetti or having bread on the table. Whatever your weakness is that you're doing for the family when you make dinner or meals or snacks or have the grandkids over, whatever you're doing, make a salad instead. Buy some sugar-free popsicles so you're not cooking brownies for people. If they want rice or pasta or whatever, they're going to figure it out. But honestly, if you're the cook in your own home, do yourself a huge favor and stop cooking two dinners. Support yourself by showing them that you're serious about this. But much like biscuits and bread, most people will just sit down to a meal that they didn't cook and just eat it. They don't need your explanation. All you need to say this is, I cooked and it's ready to eat and it's really delicious. And I've learned this, this truth the hard way because for many years during my own regain, I thought my husband needed mashed potatoes with his meat or that I needed to have homemade biscuits when my in-laws came over and I baked a chicken or I needed to have a big pot of oatmeal for when my dad came to stay with us for a couple weeks. But and this isn't uncommon either. Many people in our support groups have done this. We only seem to think people want these things. We invent stories like when, when our grandchildren come over, they're going to need a batch of cookies from grandma. And while it's true that they may want those things, chances are they're going to respect your meals enough to not make a big fuss. And if they do make a big fuss, I'd actually suggest some counseling for your family because you've got a bigger issue on your hands than um, potato salad and carbs. You've got an issue with communication and um, inherent respect. But I, I want you to try this. Just give it a shot. You'd be surprised. Just serve your family a simple protein and veggie meal without the commentary about it being healthy or berry-friendly or bariatric or whatever. Don't mention your diet. Don't mention your need to lose weight. Just mention that it's good food. You took the time to cook good food. The end. Because a lot of us tend to sort of hang ourselves food-wise by saying, oh, I've got this new low-fat diet or this new sugar-free cake. Don't do that. You didn't tell them when you put two giant bricks of Velveeta in your mac and cheese and then put a whole bunch of like butter and breadcrumbs on top so it got crispy before you baked it, right? You didn't tell them those things. So why would you tell them now? Don't, don't give out so many details. Just make the food, serve it with a smile, no excuses, no explanations, and no expectations that they need something else. Stop making up work for you to do. So to back back up a bit and kind of backtrack because I've gone off on a tangent I think what I'm saying here is that you are an adult and you are more than capable of taking the high road high road and choosing the things that you know are going to be truly supportive of your goals and your lifestyle and that includes buying the groceries the food that you cook and the restaurants that you eat at speak up advocate yourself when you're in a group and show people that you're serious about this lifestyle do the Walk the walk and say the talk. 
Make no excuses, no explanations. If you want their support, show them. This isn't like all the other times you said you were going to lose weight. And just do it. Show them you are serious about making big efforts and big changes. Actions speak way louder than words. And you walking the walk could absolutely lead to more support in your own home when you demonstrate daily that this is your choice and that you are choosing to run with it. And that goes for exercise too. Having a walking buddy is really great. But if they cancel, will you go walk alone? Ultimately, you still have to exercise, whether it's as a pair or alone. So maybe think about investing in some nice earbuds or in... um, you know, finding a good audio book or a podcast. Hey, I, I know a great one. <laughs> um, or even, you know, a great music station to listen to if you're lonely and, and you just need something there when you exercise to kind of take your mind off of it. Have you got a dog? That dog would love to go for a walk, probably right now. But you get what I'm saying, right? You have to choose, just like you do with your food, you have to choose the path that supports your goals. And that's going to mean exercising without a buddy to help you do it sometimes. And that's okay. You may actually even find that you like it better that way. That you find it a little bit more relaxing. That you can kind of get back to you and have some personal time to yourself. I know I was surprised by that myself when I started exercising. So give it a shot. Now, another form of support that a lot of people hang success and failure on is support groups. And I'm a huge fan of our support group, obviously, on Facebook because it's always open and it's always ready for me with people who have been where I am and people who are where I am right now, too. And that's important, but I'll I'll talk about that in a second. But oddly, one of the factors many people believe probably um, was a big player in their regain is a lack of an in-person support group. We see that excuse a lot. I didn't have an in-person support group. Now, in-person is okay, but what about when you're three years out and struggling with regain, but all the people who showed up that night are pre-ops trying to get approved and just check off that support group attendance box in their approval folder? What kind of support is that if the people you are sitting with are not on the same part of the journey and don't have a clue what life is really like after surgery? What if there's a snowstorm and you can't go? What if you move? What if the babysitter cancels? You have to find support that works, but understand that in-person groups don't make anybody more successful than a virtual group does. Many people, and I'm one of them, have only been to one in-person support group meeting and decided it wasn't worth my time because the folks there were clearly not at the same stage I was. And I went as a pre-op and I just didn't feel like I gelled with what their goals were. It wasn't the group for me. So if you're ready for real support that gives you real tools and real life solutions, I've got the group for you. We're not one that just gives out hugs and well wishes and, and, and tells you it'll get better. Um, we give you real solutions that really help. So stick around until the end of the episode, and I'll be specific about where you can find our group. Um, you may also want to have a listen at the end of, um, when you're done with this episode to episode 15. It's called No One Is Coming to Save You, and it covers this whole topic of what I just covered really, really well. So um, we've talked about this a lot in our previous episodes, um, specifically episode 8. But your life comes down to choices, and that's kind of what I'm getting at so far. When you make a choice, you change everything. So with that said, and what I've said earlier in this episode, consider this. Any excuse that you make can be broken. Anything that you have done can be undone. 
And that goes for weight loss and success, as well as getting off track and having regain or, or failure to change. We talk about this life after weight loss or just being a journey often. And I really want you to think of it that way because that's what it is. It's not a race. It's a journey. And if you're off track, all you need to do is to make a U-turn and get back on track, right? A small pivot is often all that's needed to get back going in the right direction. And I know that's a really simplistic way to look at it. But at the heart of everything we've ever talked about in this podcast series, that's all success is. It's a series of choices that led you to the result that you wanted. And yes, you had to make U-turns wherever it was necessary. And that's okay because this is a long life after weight loss surgery and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to stumble. But understand that when it comes but understand that when the day is done, it comes down to choices. You can choose to undo your success or undo your failures. But either way, it's your choice. Now, I want you to keep in mind, though, that nothing is going to happen unless you push yourself towards that choice to pivot. You make the choice, you make the call is even the name of an episode. Um, it's actually episode eight. We devoted a whole episode to that concept because we feel so strongly that you do make the choice. You do make the call. And it's like that for a reason because the choice really is yours. And success is just a choice. Much like regain is a choice. Whether you are ready to accept it or not, it is a choice. We choose to follow the plan. We choose to have a cheat meal or a cheat day. We choose water over diet soda. And we choose donuts over broccoli and so on and so on and so on. So even though it seems like that's not often the case, that our choices do add up, our successes, our failure, our very lives as post-ops are absolutely a direct result of our weight loss. And sadly, we have to make the same choice over and over and over again because nothing is going to happen overnight. And finally, my last reminder for you is that your weight, whether you're at goal or not, is a direct result of your food choices. While we've had surgery that changes our metabolism, at the end of the day, it comes down to calories in versus calories out And the foods you choose do impact how your body holds and releases weight. After surgery, most of us were directed to eat low-fat, low-carb foods so they would be filling. And that's from the high protein. But those meals were also still low-calorie and low-volume. And here I'm actually talking about the physical size of our meals when I say volume. Um, But they were low enough in calories that we lost weight. And we were able to get to a weight that we could maintain because we learned how to manage those food choices into a lifestyle that's sustainable long-term. So if you're stuck, I really want you to come check out our Inspired Diet. It'll get you to the weight you want to be while simplifying your choices so that you can take the time to retrain how you think about meals and how to make better food choices because there's actual food lists and like a plan to follow. We did all the legwork for you. But I'll tell you where to find that at the end of the episode. And I, I know that all of this is a lot to process. This is hard. It's really overwhelming to even have surgery in the first place, and more so to have a regain or a long-term stall. But I promise you that if you want to get back to goal again, the tools that will help you get where you want to go are on our website. They're ready for you. They're free. But what's lacking is your choice to move towards those tools and to actually put this into practice. 
So what I'm going to do next is I'm going to break this down a little bit into some steps. Um, we're going to start out by changing your decisions. And I know that's a hard thing to do. We've had a lot of episodes about how to do that. But again, your success is going to start with this step as it covers food, exercise, and even the very choice to just get back on track. You have to consciously change the choices you make every day. It's not going to be easy. But I want you to start off by listening to episode 13. It covers attitude and may actually help you with this concept of like changing your mindset towards changing your decisions. Here's some other things that may help you. Listen to your heart. Chances are deep down you know what you need to do. You know where you've gone wrong. You know where your regain came from and you know why you're not losing weight. Follow that instinct and try to ignore the one that tells you just one bite or that it's okay to skip your workout because exercise isn't fun for most people. And eating right just doesn't come naturally to us either. And surgery doesn't change that we really love chips and cupcakes. But take a moment and think things through. Consider what you want now with what you want most. And often it's just a ton easier to stay focused and stay strong when we take that time, that little second, to remind ourselves of what we want. And that's why the goal-setting tips in our first three episodes are so important to listen to. Having that roadmap of what you want deep in your heart helps more than you know. And once you do that legwork, your roadmap and your goals are easy to review. You'll be able to shift the focus off the temptation and back into your real desire, which is getting to goal and staying there. And um, number two is I want you to push yourself daily. Now, here I'm not talking about forcing meals and forcing workouts, but push yourself to make those better choices. It sucks. It's hard. I'm over five years post-op and at goal, but every day I'm faced with choices that can impact how well my pants fit. And many days it's routine and I can handle it without even half a thought. But some days it's not easy. And often I have to take a deep breath and give myself a second to make the right choice. And, you know, I've, I've never once regretted taking that time to do that, but I always regret the times that I chose the other path instead, that one bite, that skipped workout. And that's the truth. We all stumble. You're not going to be perfect, but you'll eventually get to the point where your good choices outweigh your bad by a lot. The third thing I want, um, the third step would be to take action. Actually do the things you say you want to do. And here I'm talking about starting. Don't just go to your support group and say you want to get back on track and never check back in on the post. Action is not commenting me too when someone says they're struggling. I want you, again, this is like the third or fourth time I've said this, but go listen to episodes one, two, and three and learn how to make a plan that works for you. Find a plan that you can follow and stick with it and use it. And if, if you're not ready to jump in with the full Inspire diet, just swap one meal with an Inspire protein drink to cut out some calories while you get your mind in the right place. And remember that before you even start doing this, start by joining our Facebook group. We'll absolutely cheer you on. We've got two check-in threads a day where people are there to help you stay accountable to your own goals and your plan. But you have got to take the action and actually start. You've got to join. You've got to do something to get the results. Saying me too or I will start on Monday, that's not starting. That's not taking action. Do it. Start right now. The fourth thing I have is to educate yourself. Seriously, take some time to take a look at some of our support tools. On our website, we've got 
thousands of recipes, hundreds of articles that cover every aspect of post-op life. We're more than just a, play, a place that has protein and vitamins. We have real-life stuff that will help you right now. Like, literally, right now, there's something there that's going to help you. And it's free. The stuff on our website is free. We don't charge for our recipes. We don't charge for our articles. You've got to come check us out. Um, next, I guess this is number five. Um, if you think of this as deprivation, it will be. So you have to think positively. If you think you hate exercise, you will. Stop thinking about the fact that you're a picky eater. Stop thinking about getting back on track as being punishment. And just focus on the positives and what life will be like once you are back on track. And that's part of the reason why in our goal setting steps in episodes one, two, and three, it's specific because you need that picture of what you are trying to get back to to hold you to the fire and keep you in that right mindset where you're thinking positively about this. Number six, don't give up on your goals. Don't take cheat days. On special occasions, plan ahead and bring something that you can share that's okay for your plan. Well, specific to the, um, like the Christmas time and holidays, our episode number 10 covers eating at parties and how to manage it and special occasions and things that come out. We also have um, a bunch of articles with tips on how to navigate things like that on our website again. But special occasions are more about people and the occasion itself, not about the food. So don't give up just because it's a special day. Number seven, know what you want. If you know that, you can do what you want. And, and here specifically I'm talking about understanding what your goals are and keeping them on your mind. Re- review what they're doing on a regular basis daily. Every morning when you wake up, take five minutes and go through the list of what you want to do, why you want to do it, and what you're going to do to make yes- today better than it was yesterday. We've talked about that in previous episodes, but you have to keep what you want at the front of your mind or else you're going to forget it and it's going to be too easy to put that off till tomorrow. And the last one, number nine, be honest with yourself. You said you wanted to get back on track for a reason. So make sure that that reason is something that resonates with you, not because you think you should be slimmer or because you think you should look different. If you want this to work, you have to have a goal in mind and And that goal has to be meaningful to you specifically because the thing you want won't happen unless you actually want it to. You have these ideas and this desire to change for a reason. And it's not because you're jealous of other people and it's not because you think too highly of of yourself. It's because deep down you know it's true that you can do these things. You know that you deserve it. You know that you are worthy of this success. You're worthy of the time that it's going to take to make these changes. I know you can do it. And I'd so love to see you get where you want to be. So with that, I'm going to close here. And as always, I want to thank you so much for listening. I also want to um, invite you once again to come join us in our Facebook support groups. We will absolutely hold your hand. We're going to help you get through this with real no-nonsense support. That's proven to have been effective for tens of thousands of post-ops. We'll cheer you on when you achieve your goals and we'll help you find solutions when you're stuck. 
We can always be found at our website, www.bariatriceating.com. And once you're there, do a keyword search for podcasts to find all the episodes listed with show notes for each one. And in that episode specifically, in this episode specifically, I'm going to link a link to our Facebook support group so you can come join us. I'm going to link our Inspired Diet that I've talked about so that you can get the weight off for good and retrain yourself. I'm also going to link... um, because I think it might be really helpful, actually. Susan Maria wrote a book. She's the founder of our website and company. It's a fantastic bariatric manual, and it has um, a lot of really good recipes in it, too. And then I'm also going to link, I've linked this one before, but I think it's really important to kind of review and remind ourselves. It's a comparison of two post-op plates that both fit well into low-carb guidelines, but only one of them actually promotes weight loss and weight management over time. And just to close up, um, I want to remind you that we're not just talk. Our articles, our recipes, our website, we've been helping post-ops with these things for nearly 20 years. And it's going to help you too. So come check us out. And don't forget to review and subscribe to our podcast so that you're always updated as soon as episodes are available. And please, if you enjoyed today's episodes, pass it on to someone you think may also find it helpful. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Goodbye.